Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of... Hey! course we all know that is the signature sound that's the signature sound for tales from the attic christmas craptacular this i lo- i did research i think i i didn't really do research <laughs> i think this is the fourth year four years of craptaculars i love it oh before we get started you know what we got to do we're going to talk about our sponsor instocktrades.com dude everything it, Marvel DC 50% off. They have a clearance section with things up to like 70, 80% off. They have 45% off of all the other comic companies. Dude, if you can't find it and you're looking for it and it's on their website, that means it's in stock. If you see, if you see it there, it's in stock. Not like other sites where you go, oh, I'm going to get Johnny this, um, RG meets Glee um, trade paperback, and you click on it and it says, out of stock, will we'll we be restocked in 8 to 42 years? No. If you go to instocktrades.com and there's no picture of the Archie meets Glee trade paperback, guess what? It's not in stock. So you're not wasting your time. But while you're there, you can find a 100 bajillion things that you can get for the nerd in your life for the geek if you will okay instocktrades.com go there i use them myself and remember orders over 50 bucks ships for free today's comic we're gonna do something unprecedented never been done in the history of tales from the attic before i found a comic and it was one of those... You remember DC did those dollar comics back in the day? Five all-new stories, 100 pages, and yuckety-schmackety. For a dollar. This came out April 1980. I was seven-ish. Almost, no, not even. I was going to be seven. And this is the DC Superstar Holiday Special. And what we're going to do is... Well, we can't very well split five stories and a half. <laughs> But we're going to do a couple now. And then next week, you tune in and you get the other stories. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. 
Should I tell you who the five, the, the five things are? And there, there's a story from Jonah Hex, uh, Batman, Sergeant Rock, House of Mystery, and Superboy and the Legion. Um, what's Christmas in the future like? Oh my God, I can't wait. Alrighty, so let's get this thing started. Who's first on the list? I'm opening it now. Oh, and it says it it shows it shows the wise men from back in the day on their camels, and they're and they're following the 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 um, the star in the sky. And it says, I feel like I should read this in like some kind of um, fantastical narrative voice, like. In the midnight sky is an infant tapestry woven with pinpoint patterns of stars that shine in eternal profusion. But there is one star that shines more brightly than the rest. On a wintry night almost 2,000 years ago from when this book was printed, three wise and wary kings of ancient lands followed that brightly shining star to a sheltered stable in the village of Bethlehem. And the world would never be the same. In that self-same night, I didn't know that was a word, in centuries since, the star has shone again over war-torn Italy, over snow-swept Colorados, over bustling Gotham City, over a ramshackle Kentucky mansion and a world that is yet to be. The star has made its presence felt. Now come along with the world's greatest heroes to follow that star and your world will never be the same again. That's me rustling pens. I don't know if you heard that. We're going to flip and the first story is Jonah Hex. And the name of the story is The Fawn and the Star. And it's written by Michael Flesher. And the artists are Dick Ayers and Romeo Tengal, maybe? Tenjal? I remember he. I remember Romeo because he used to do uh, inks for uh, George Perez on the new Teen Titans run from the 80s. I remember that. I, I know I'm butchering his name. I'm sorry, buddy. Um... Anyway, he was a hero to some, a villain to others. And, when, and whenever he rode, people spoke his name in whispers. He had no friends, this Jonah Hex, but he did have two companions. One was death itself, and the other, the acrid sm- smell of gun smoke. And he's thinking, he's on a horse. And he's got, and he's he's riding. He's got a winter coat on, because he's in the snow, and he's and he's wearing his hat, and um, and he's got this big handkerchief that's over his hat and it's tied under his chin, and it's funny because you I don't think he's smoking. You could just see like from him breathing, but it's coming out the hole in the side of his face, which is kind of funny. And he's thinking to himself, here it is, the day before Christmas, not yet quite dusk, and already a whole flock of stars is out. Especially that great big one off to the to the south that was pre- mentioned on the previous page. He didn't say that part. Sparkling like a diamond as big as 
is all Tennessee. Well, that's just fine by me. Let her just sit there and sparkle. Who knows? Maybe she'll even give me a few extra hours of light for tracking the Tull brothers. Because there ain't no Barlow Tull could... Ain't no way there... Ain't no way Barlow Bar Tull could have gotten too fur if and then 30-06 shell I lodged in his neck day before last. Merry Christmas. <laughs> wow, you're getting as dark as the Marvel Universe, TC. Oh, just, just what's he, what, what year is this? 1980? Yeah, 33 years. Can't hardly understand how come y'all didn't hear his head oh boy i can't read i can't read western isn't that is that a language is there a rosetta stone for that can't hardly understand how come i didn't tear his head clean off with that shot neither it must be um and then he sees two people and and it's a little girl and a father and the father's gonna shoot a baby deer in the face and the girl goes, no, no, you can't shoot him again. No, you can't. I won't let you. And the, and the guy's like, oh, now Holly. And now um, Jonah Hex stops. And he's like, what's going on? So then the father's going, stand aside, girl. Let me finish off the wounded deer. You expect to eat a nice Christmas dinner tomorrow like other folks. You're going to have to let your paw put some meat on the table. And she's crying, and she's grabbing his arm. She goes, no, I don't care about having Christmas dinner. He's just a baby. And then, um, and then, um, Jonah Hex comes right up, and he goes, howdy, folks, you people got? And the guy's like, stay out of this, mister. This is a family matter between, and the little girl says, please, mister, sob. Help me. Don't let him shoot my, and then Jonah says, Pierce, like your little deer went and busted his leg, honey. Let me see if I can't. And he comes off the, he comes off his horse, and he's he's got like I don't know some kind of medical kit, and and the deer's just hanging out. Usually they just book, but not not this one. Just just trolling around. Um, and the father's like, "Now look here, both of you. Am I crazy or what? This is winter. Game is scarce. Besides Holly, I got a wife. Besides Holly, I got an, another wife and other two kids and." I, it mouths to feed. He's got a wife and other two kids, plus Holly. That's what he's saying. And blast it, tomorrow's Christmas. I ain't never counted myself a hard man, but... And then um, Jonah just interrupts him. He goes, hand me strips of cloth out of my saddlebag, will you, honey? And she goes, okay, mister. She goes in the saddlebag. And they're wrapping up the deer's foot, put a little splint on it. And the father's like, what are you doing with the little fawns? And he's like, I'm setting it. That's what I'm doing. What was you thinking? What do you think I was up to down here? Panning for, in the snow for golden nuggets? And the guy says, wait a minute, thar, mister. What about... And he says, don't worry, Simon Legree. I ain't forgot about you. I don't know what that means, but Simon Legree is in quotation marks. You're still worried about your Christmas dinner, ain't that right? And he goes... Yeah, blasted I am. And the little girl's all petting the deer. And if, and he goes, all right. Jonah says, all right. Now you can stop your worrying. 
I'll give you and give your loud mouth a long rest. He says, because seeing how I stole your Christmas dinner from you, I'm going to go out and find a substitute dinner. Is that fair enough? And he's like, yeah, that's fair enough. And so is this. If you ain't back here by sunup, I'm going to shoot that deer, and me and my family's going to eat it for dinner. You hear me, mister? I think Jonah Hex gets on his horse, and he rides away, and he goes, good Lord, Jonah, what in tarnation did you go and do that for? And then he thinks back, and he goes, I know why I did that. On account of that raccoon, I fished out of the bear trap when I was but 10 years old. And there's a little Jonah, and he's helping this raccoon out of a bear trap, just like he said. And he's like, there you go, little fella. Hold still, and I'll have you all loose in a jiffy. And the raccoon was all hurt and stuff. So he, he takes it into his barn, and he wraps up his leg, and he puts it in a big thing of straw, and he's like, he's named him Roy Raccoon. That's what he's going to name him. And he goes, that's it, Roy. You just keep the bandage on your on your paw for a while, and you'll be fit for traveling in no time. And out here in the woodshed, you'll be nice and toasty, even though it's winter time. And then Jonah's father comes to the woodshed door. He's drunk with a bottle of whiskey. He's like, "What you been doing inside of the woodshed, boy?" And he says, "I found a raccoon in the woods, and I'm keeping him inside the woodshed. That's okay for me to do, huh? Ain't it, Paul?" And he says, Sure, it's okay. Now you better go and see about your chores, boy. I want the back fence mended and and a corded firewood chopped for you. Come in for your supper. And he says, Okay, Pa. Now they're all sitting at dinner. Jonah Hex is, little Jonah Hex and his dad and his mom. And his mom says, Jonah, sweetheart, you really, you really have to gulp down that supper as if, as if the house is on fire? And she goes, I'm in a real big hurry, Ma. I want to get outside fast. And I could see if I can't scrounge up food for old Roy. And the mother says, Roy? Who's Roy, dear? Um, and the father goes, Roy's the little raccoon Jonah brung home from his forest this morning. And his mom goes, dear Lord, you mean the one where... And, and his dad goes, that's right, that's the one. And Jonah Hex goes, huh? he's like, you mean... And his mother goes, now nah, look here, Jonah. It was an accident of sorts. And she goes, you see? And Jonah threw his glass of water against the thing. And he goes, you killed Roy. You killed the raccoon. That's messed up, man. His, anyway, he goes, you take care of your manners at the table, boy. You raccoon is a raccoon, boy. And people's is people. This is his father. And you and me and your ma, we's is people. <laughs> Sounds like a bad Bill Cosby, right? And then there was the pudding pop of the raccoon's tail with the thing in the ball. And then Jonah's father said, That furry little thing in the woodshed, it was... And Jonah just stood up and he goes, I hate you. I hate you. I wish you were dead. I wish. And then Jonah's father just slapped him across the face and he goes, But I ain't dead, boy. And I ain't deaf neither. And he smacked him and he goes... Till you're too, till you're big enough to whoop me, don't you ever dare backtalk your paw. Cause next time you do, I'll skin your hide for sure. Now get, get along to bed and don't let me catch your sighty outside your room till morning comes. You hear me, boy? As quickly as they sprang into consciousness, the 
painful memories of long ago fade. That is fucked up. Jonah's father not only knew that was his son's little pet raccoon he was trying to make better, killed it, and then fed it to him. What the... Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. So Jonah's following the star, and he's looking for those two guys. And he's thinking to himself, nightfall, and there's no sign of any game. And he says, even if there was any game, I'd probably have to sh- be a-, a hoot owl to see it. For some reason, Lord only knows, there ain't even any moonlight tonight. Only that there, only that there star. And he looks up and sees the star. Might as well follow it. See, maybe it can't bring me a little Christmas luck. So he's walking by, and he's or he's riding by, and he's riding by this cave, and he sees this cave, and he goes, "Not a single animal anywhere." Not even so much as a, a rustle in the underbrush. It looks to me that my lucky star might have went. And he goes, wait a minute, there's a cave. And uh, he goes, what the heck, what do I got to lose? Maybe, uh, maybe I could get lucky and I find a, a hibernating bear. So he's walking towards the cave, but you know who's in it? The Barlows. The two guys he's looking for. And one's whispering to the other. And he goes, oh, they're not, their name's not Barlows. What's their name? One of them's name is Barlow. That was, I dropped a penny. I had it on my desk. I can't find it. There it is. Oh, the Tull Brothers. That's it. The Tull Brothers. So the Tull Brothers are in there, and, and one of them says, Barlow, it's him. It's Jonah X, and he's heading this way. And the other one, huh? And he goes, what is that man anyway? Psychic? The way we back trail and cover our tracks. The way we... And he's just... The other brother goes, He's here, Barlow. And that's what counts. But don't you worry. Our mule-faced bounty hunter friend ain't gonna about stay what for us too much longer. In other words, Jonah Hex isn't gonna stay with them too much longer because this guy is going to try and shoot him. And he does. He sh- shoots... Boom, boom. Jonah says, what? The mouth of that cave? That's a muzzle. And he goes, boom, boom. And he shot him twice. And and um, he goes, I nailed him, Barlow. Nailed him both times, too. And the guy, he said, you sure? You sure them two shots really hit him? Homer? Oh, his name's Homer. And he says, because that, ke- that hex can be mighty crafty. And so hex is laying on the ground, and he's, he's, He's holding the sides, but the two brothers stand up from behind their cover, and um, and they're like, "I nailed them both times, I tell you." Now let's. And all of a sudden, he go, "Oh my God!" And Hex pulls out a six shooter, and he goes, "Here's a little something for your Christmas stocking, you skunk." And he shot, uh, he shot Homer. Homer's down, and he goes, "All right, Barlow, I'm in no mood. Come on out there with your hands held high," and uh. And he said, you could shove that bounty hunter. If you want me that bad, Hex, you're going to have to come in here and get me. Now, Hex, I believe, is shot because he's holding his sides. And he goes, and Hex yells, no, I ain't Barlow. And he goes, there's just, I hope there's just enough left of you and your brother to identify when this is all over. Because I sure wouldn't want to lose out on the reward money being offered on both you 
toll brothers and he throws three sticks of dynamite tied together <laughs> at one dude and he goes uh just on the count of your remains being unrecognizable and, and Barlow goes huh and then boom the whole cave explodes and then when he goes inside Jonah goes in the, inside the cave and he sees uh He sees that uh, Barlow must have... He must have ran back a little bit. He's still dead, but he's still in, intact. And he goes, Well, I guess it's turned out to be a profitable Christmas for me after all. And he said, But that ain't going to be much consolation to Holly and her little... Di and he goes, Wait a minute, Jonah, old boy. And he sees a backpack in the back, and it's filled with provisions. And he goes, This could be... That Holly little fawn... Holly's little fawn is going to make it after all. This ho The holiday season... And it, after all this holiday season, sorry, I told you I can't speak Western. This one's bad. I'm sorry. And he goes, and as the dawn breaks, Jonah Hex all of a sudden he knows where they lived. And uh, Holly's got her fawn on a leash. The father and mother and two kids are out there. And she, Holly's all, look, Daddy's back. And Jonah comes up and he's got a horse. He's riding his horse. And then he's got the two dead bodies strapped over two horses. And he goes, uh, and this, this. Mind you, this whole beautiful Christmas moment is taking place with two dead men uh, strapped across horses in the background. And uh, the little girl goes, who are those other guys? And he's all, never mind them, honey. Just a couple of retired bushwhackers. <laughs> Here you go, friend. I promised you a Christmas dinner, and that's what I brung you. And he looks in. He goes, there's nothing in here but betrayal provisions. And he's like, heart... Hard tack and beef jerky. He goes, I never promised you no oriental delicacies, mister. I promised you I'd feed your family for Christmas. And I'd done it. And then he looks, Jonah Hex looks at the little girl, and he goes, the phone's yours now, honey. And the father goes, well, the plain truth is, when I got right down to it, there's no way I could shoot that little deer anyway. Life is hard on the frontier. But the more the more I thought about it, the more I thought that, well, there ought to be something more to Christmas than just adding a few more pounds of grease to my belly. And the little girl says, Daddy, I love you. And Jonah Hex lights a cigarette. And he gets on his horse. And he waves to the family while he's dragging the two dead bodies behind him. And says, if I was a religious man, I'd be tempted to say it was that lucky star up there that what let me to the Tull Brothers and that knapsack full of vittles. <laughs> but since I ain't a religious man, I suppose I'll just keep my mouth shut and be grateful. The end. And on the bottom it says, ride the west, ride with the west's weirdest hero, Jonah Hex, every month in his own magazine. As you, as I read these stories, you're gonna see it's just basically an advertisement for all the, uh, all the other ones. Oh my God, we're gonna go from the wild west of Tennessee or Kentucky or wherever the hell it was <laughs> to Gotham City, and it's Christmas Eve in Gotham, and this one is called Wanted, Santa Claus, Dead or Alive, and Danny O'Neill wrote it, Frank Miller and Steve Mitchell are the artists on this one. And it says, Christmas Eve in Gotham. 
first layer of pale snow has touched this. Oh, wait, hang on. It's Christmas Eve in Gotham. The first layer of pale snow had touched the city. And now sleet the color of steel slants across the streets from the north. Silent as a, as a child's prayer, the Batman glides through the shadowed avenues, thinking, Christmas or no, Christmas or no, crime goes on. Somebody even stole that star from the nativity scene. Oh, come on, Gotham. <sighs> oh, but he can't be concerned with that. He says he's got bigger problems. What are his bigger problems? Let's turn the page and find out. Meanwhile, a few blocks away. Oh, we're at a gangster's Christmas party. Because gangsters have, in, in the name of the, the bar is Le Club Boom Boom. <laughs> I, I think it's a booby bar. And uh, you hear a guy goes, bring me some more of that punch, darling. Some more of that high-octane punch, you know what I mean? And she says, you got it, Mr. Lasco. And uh, he's all, where the devil are the musicians I hired? And then from behind him, there's a silhouette. And it says, I was hoping you'd sing to me a, you'd sing me a song, Maddie Lasco. And he looks up and he goes, the Batman. He calls him the Batman. And he says, I suppose it would be pointless to wish you season's greetings. And the mobster, he goes, I didn't invite you to my party. And Batman says, I won't stay long, Maddie. Just long enough for you to, to tell me why you arranged for the boat to be waiting in Gotham Harbor tonight. He's all, I ain't telling you zip. Hurt him, guys. And these two guys come from behind Batman, and Batman puts one hand on a chair... He, he swings at one and punches him in the face. And then he goes, I hope these specimens aren't professional muscle. And then he turns around, and there is this black dude with the weirdest... There's a black dude with this big, thick chain, okay? And I swear to God, dude, he's got a head full of Shirley Temple curls. I have no idea if... Was that a thing in the 80s? I mean, Batman just smacks him over the head with a chair, like WWE style. And he says, because if they are, they're very bad at their job. And then, uh, and then Matty Lasco, he buttons up a sleeve. He goes, oh, yeah, I don't need him. You know what I mean? And he punches Batman in the chest. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> and he's holding his hand. And then Batman goes, I'll ask you once again, just once, why the boat? And he says, I'd done it as a favor for an old cellmate of mine. Boomer cats. And then all the guys are getting up, and all of a sudden, um, the girl goes up to, to Matt Lasko and goes, Want another drink, Mr. Lasko? And Batman's gone. And he says, Get lost. I don't feel like partying no more. You don't feel like it. And then there's a shot of Crime Alley. It says, Terrorists seldom come here to Gotham's decaying lower east side in the, in the area known as Crime Alley. Yet even in this grim neighborhood, there can be laughter and song. And there's people singing. It's like a homeless shelter. And they're all saying, God, yes, ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. And then um, it's a homeless shelter. And they're getting food. And then, hope you enjoy it. It's two ladies passing out food. And thank you, ma'am. It's like, real tasty. Just as good as old boomers cooking. And there's, there's an old black bum and an old white bum. And he says, hey, whatever happened to old Boomer anyway, the black bum says. 
And he goes, didn't you hear, uh, didn't you hear? He got a job at Santa Claus at Lee's department store. And he goes, yeah, well, I got places to be. The black bum gets up and he hands uh, one of the women that works there. It's an envelope. He goes, Missy, take this and use this as you see fit. She opens up the restaurant, uh, the, the envelope, and it's a thousand dollars in cash. And guess what? It was Batman disguised as an old black bum. Yup, sure was. And then he climbs up to the roof while he's taking off his disguise, and he's like, "There's only one reason a heist artist like Boomer Katz would get a job in a department store. To rip it off." And uh, he he starts swinging off the rooftops, and he goes, "That's why he arranged for a getaway boat with Lasco." A shame. When he started working with Salvation Army last year, I finally thought Boomer had gone straight. And at that moment, and we're in the department store, and it's all Santa land, and there's a dude playing Santa, and he's sitting there, and he's like, and the little girl gets off his lap and says, Don't forget my dollhouse, Santa. And he goes, I won't, sweetie. And she's in his mother, her mother's grabbing her and going, Come on, Junie, the store's closing. And the manager of the department store is like, You're the best Santa we ever had, Boomer. And he goes, Thanks, Mr. Jackson. And he starts crying. He goes, That. Thanks a lot. And outside, uh, Boomer's still in a Santa outfit, and there's this dude <laughs> with an ascot, looks just like Dr. Evil, and he's got like the long cigarette filter thing with the cigarette in it, and he goes, did you do it, Boomer? Did you dis- disable the store's alarm system? And they're in front of the nativity scene that's missing the star, and he goes, I couldn't, Fats. And, and he goes, why not, chump? He goes, oh, I don't know. Everybody's so nice to me, and the kids made me feel so good and all. I just can't go back to being what I was. And then Dr. Evil-looking dude pulls out a gun in, in, in Boomer's face, and he goes, then we'll have to do it the hard way. Ah, Louie, you come with us. So they go to the back door of the department store, and uh, they make Boomer ring the bell. And uh, the guy opens up the door of the manager, and he goes, did you forget something, Boomer? And all of a sudden, the Dr. Evil-looking dude goes, Yeah, he forgot something, all right. He forgot to grab the day's receipts. And they push in. And it's like these old-timey mobster dudes. Like, they all look like senior citizens. And, and he's all like, Don't worry, chump. We'll take care of it for him. And they put a gun in the manager's face. And Boomer's like, Mr. Jackson, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson. Ooh, they forced me. They forced me to do it. And uh, one of the gangsters... Uh, puts the gun in Boomer's face again. He goes, hey, Fats, any reason this double-crosser should, should stay breathing? He's all, none that I could think of. We don't need him anymore. Ice him. And so Boomer grabs a thing of ornaments, and he hits the guy in the face with the uh, with the box of ornaments, and he's running away. And the Dr. Evil dude gets up, and he shoots him twice. And it looks like he's hitting the shoulder, and he falls down. And uh, and then he, he, he gets up, and he starts running again. And the, and the other guy's like, should I, you want I should chase him? And he goes, yeah, Lewis and me will handle Mr. Jackson. Woo-hoo. And then outside Lee's department store, there's Batman. He's like, I heard shots. It's hard to, it's, it's hard to be sure with the howling wind, but I got to assume they are. And if I'm wrong, so Batman just dives through this department store window. He goes, and if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. <laughs> <laughs> He's all, and then Doctor Evil looking dude goes the Batman, and, he, and Batman says unless my mental mug file is faulty, you're Fats Morgan. 
And he goes, night fats, and he punches him in the face. And then the old guy is, uh, the other old gangster, he's pointing a gun at Batman, and the, and the store manager goes, Batman, the other one. And Batman grabs these a handful of these miniature <laughs> Christmas trees, and with one fluid motion, he grabs it, swings it, throws it, and then there's a picture, uh, there's a whole, like, one-page thing of Hawkman, and it really confused me now, but it was an ad for Hostess Cupcakes. Um, and, dude, he hits, he hits the guy dead in the face with the wooden bottom. And uh, Batman goes, where's Boomer Cats? He's like, he ran out back. He's, they said something about a double cross, and they were trying to murder him. And they are indeed. And, uh... The other gangster, he's got a gun to Boomer's head, and he's like, not a peep, Boomer. You keep your mouth shut, and you'll live a while longer, at least till those cops leave. And he's all, the two cops are underneath the nativity scene in the light, and underneath the street light. One of them's even swinging his nightstick, and he's like, looks like they got the hassle. Looks like they got the hassle at the department store cleared up, Lou. Hey, isn't that the Batman over there? And Batman goes outside with the store manager, and he's like, no sign of them. The snowfall would have covered any tracks they left. And the cops go, is anything under control? And the store, store manager goes, yes it is, officers. And they're like, all right, we'll be moving along. And then uh, one of the managers, is, the manager, sorry, <clears throat> the manager's going, what are you staring at, Batman? Batman looks and he goes, the star. And the empty hole where the where the star was in, in the nativity scene the actual star is shining in Batman's face. And uh, they're like, the missing star, it's back, and it's razor pointing. And all of a sudden, Batman jumps, does a flippy thing, and he goes, it's pointing here, and he punches the other gangster in the face. And he looks at Boomer, and he says, you okay, Boomer? And he goes, yeah, fine. Only that star, it's gone again. And Batman says, gone home, Boomer. And it says... Prowl with the Cape Crusader every month in Batman Brave and the Bold and Detective Comics. So there you go. I'm going to do the next three stories, which are House of Mystery, Superboy and the Legion, and Sergeant Rock next week. So tune in next time. And don't forget, in between then, you want to do some Christmas shopping? You don't want to deal with the hustle and bustle? Go to InStockTrades.com. There's a ton of stuff there. ton of stuff. You can save anywhere from 35 to 80% off some items in the clearance section and every order over $50 is free shipping so that's instocktrades.com go there do it all right guys have fun out there and with the hustle and bustle of the of the holiday season doing your shopping and uh, hopefully this will take some of the edge off and you could giggle a little bit all righty and then you could answer me why um, everybody calls him the Batman. <laughs> All right. I will talk to you next week. Bye.